Hello, welcome to Outdoors in Scotland. My name's John Burns, and this is my wee podcast for all those who uh, like the outdoors. Well, it's been quite some time since I've recorded a podcast. Uh, various things have been going on. I've been moving house and getting flu and all the usual things that you do over Christmas, you know. Um, but and we've certainly had some weather in the Highlands. I, 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 it, it, we, we seem to get these trends these days where we get mostly mild wet winters with, with sudden, very ferocious cold spells. So a uh, long way the cold spells continue as far as I'm concerned. But uh, for those of you, I hope, I hope you managed to get out of a better time than I have over the last few weeks. But but there you go. Um, I, I, I did journey into Uag's Bothy uh, on the West Coast not long ago. Uh, I met a couple of gentlemen in there. And as as, as you do, you got talking. And he, one bloke um, talked to me about his journey along the West Highland Way. And I must admit that sort of, well, even for an old bloke like me, it sort of inspired me, you know. So if I ever get the weather and there's enough time off, I'm planning on walking the West Highland Way. And my publishers, uh, uh, Vertebrate Publishing, very kindly sent me a copy of their map of the West Highland Way, which is a, well, we'll talk about in a bit more detail in a minute. And with me today, I have a man who who uh, has, I would say, his, his, if, if he hasn't got his finger on the pulse of the outdoor community, he certainly has his hand in his wallet. Uh, my, my guest today is John Barton, and I thought I'd talk to him about the way I think that, that not only uh, the outdoor community is changing a little bit at the moment, and it's, it's quite interesting the way it's happening. Hello, John, how are you? Hi, hi, John. I'm good, I'm good. Great stuff. Um, hi, yeah, I, was, you know, I thought it'd be interesting to talk to you because, you know, some 10 years ago, I wrote, uh, probably longer than that now, <clears throat> I wrote The Last Hill Walker. And the sort, the sort of title was inspired by the fact that it seemed to me at that time that hill walking was kind of dying out. But it, see, it appears to me that things have changed a lot since then. Uh, and I probably wouldn't be writing that book now. So ha, ha, what, what's a, you know, you, you, you obviously uh, have a lot to do with the, with the outdoor community and, and you know, uh, the climbers, walkers, people who, people who spend time in water and that sort of stuff. Well, what, what do you see as the change in the trends of what's happening? I think, I think with my publisher hat on and, and, and what we're publishing and, you know, what, what sort of books we want to do, I think the, um, a fundamental thing that's gone into my, I'm going to use the word strategy, that's gone into my publishing strategy is is our readership is getting younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the gender split is 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 there's more it's more equal than it was. I think the reality is is our readership isn't getting younger. I think I think one of us in this conversation is getting older. <laughs> <laughs> I think that could be it. Yeah, and I, I think that could be it. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to admit it, but I think it could be it. Um, Although I hear that um, you know outdoor magazines are selling quite well. Certainly, some of them are. And that you know that a, tr- a few years ago, uh, the the trend certainly was that the magazines weren't selling well. Is, is that just my my the, the the ramblings of an old man? Do you think? It's. Uh, I think. When we published our first book, we published our first book. We weren't a publishing business. Uh, I was just doing a lot of mountain biking in the Peak District, mainly mainly because it it was a good way of exploring. And I I used to do a lot of climbing and uh, it was a good way of keeping myself fit and keeping the weight off. And it, you know, it was just something to, you know, I was relatively new living in the Peak District. 
and it was a way of exploring. And I decided to write a book because the people I was seeing out in the Peak District riding bikes weren't the sort of people that the books that were already in uh, in print were catering for. And, and, and our strategy now with the publishing is because because when I go out and about in into the hills, and I think you know, and I think we could we could talk a lot about how COVID has changed mm-hmm, people's mm-hmm. perception yeah. of of the outdoors. Uh, there's you know, there's definitely we we did we published a book Waymaking a few years ago because um, I, I'm jumping around a little bit here. So so we we used to publish a lot of mountaineering and outdoor narratives and yeah and your own Bothy Tales and Last Hill Walker and yeah two two other books have, have fallen into that and when when we do a pre-order so in the pre-order we would see everybody's names who were, were buying the books and we did a we did a book nick bullock uh, mountaineer we did his book tides or his first book oh yeah uh, yeah yeah and the pre-order i am well i'm not ashamed to say it's just a fact 98 of the 100 books that were pre-ordered it was a 100 copies only special edition 98 of the names were men's names and two were women's names. Really? Um, That's yeah. good. Okay. Uh, and ironically, I knew both I knew both of the women as well. They were both <laughs> okay. Um so um so it, it was fairly it was fairly evident to me that our books, you know, and I personally I don't find anything wrong with it. Um our books were appealing to men, probably appealing to men of a certain age who we who we could loosely call armchair mountaineers. Yeah. Yeah. So we we, we uh, and we did a little bit of research and we asked around and it was and it was like well you you're not publishing books by women you're not you're not you're not talking about the sort of things that they want to do so we we as a, as a strategic direction we moved our we moved what we did and we've tried to look at you know more look at different activities and different ways of presenting the activities and producing guidebooks. Uh, not you know not specifically aimed at books for women you know and we haven't actually gone out and said right we're going to do a guidebook to the west highland way and it must be written by a woman we we, that would you know that that wouldn't really be where we're at um but we have tried to carry on uh publishing uh in a way that represents i'm getting to my answer i promise in a way that represents (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the sort of people that go out in the in the hills and so and nearly at my point so i spend a lot a lot of my time in ireland and five six seven years ago you would drive around ireland and you wouldn't see anybody on a road bike right. uh, and now if you drive around ireland you'll see you'll see the the, the mammals of you know and a few little, tiny sure, pelotons yeah. cycling around and that's great if you go back three or four, five or six years in the UK, you'd see plenty of people on road bikes, but they would almost predominantly be men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, when I uh, go across the Peak District, the, you know, the, the, you look at the road road cyclists, and the, and it's not predominantly men at all. It's it's as you know, and I wouldn't care to guess at the numbers, but you, you know, there's as many women cycling as men cycling, and it's yeah. it, when I go climbing, it's as, as many women climbing as men climbing and and hill oh, walking, yeah, we, yeah. you know, we, we, it's great. But and I think and I think if you broaden that that out, you know, people aren't 
you know they, they they will they will find the outdoors and they will go for a run in the outdoors or go for a swim in the outdoors or mm-hmm. go hill walking or go climbing uh stand up paddle boarding uh, and i think i think it's just it's just a bigger more accessible sport now the outdoors and i think yeah that's... i mean it seems to me that that i certainly you know when i when i got into it in the in the in the days of uh, clinkered boots and all that, you know, um, it was. It, it seems to be now a much more diverse community than it was, and um, you know, it was. It was the climbing community was very much that. It was a community, and the people within it identified themselves as climbers. They weren't cyclists by and large. They weren't and they looked down. Some climbers looked down on walkers, you know, and. Um, yeah, the, a climber probably would do he would do just that. They would climb, you know. Um, so the idea of doing something like paddle boarding or, or, or you know wild water swimming would not have entered their heads really to some degree. But it seems to me now that you've got a much more diverse community of people who are wanting to try all sorts of different activities, um, and and the, the sort of the cliqueiness has gone a bit. Is that is that a fair comment? Do you think? Um, I, I, I mean, I think it's quite amusing. I was, I was at the climbing wall yesterday, and it, it's full of kids, and they're all throwing themselves at the climbing wall. And, and, and there, you know, there'll be certain voices in my generation, and you heard it when the Olympics, the climbing was on at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, they have no affinity for the outdoors, and it's, it's not the same, and they're just going to the climbing wall. Personally, I mean, I, I started climbing got in the in the early eighties at a climbing wall had there not been a climbing wall i probably wouldn't have gone on to have a lifetime mm-hmm. career as a climber so I, 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 you know I, I think i think in a way those cliques possibly you know they, they possibly didn't exist or they, they didn't exist any more than they do in any other walk of life you know you mm-hmm. playing golf or you know people in you know the lawyers all having a drink together at lunchtime um you know it, it maybe maybe the club structure is not as strong as it used to be you know the climbing clubs you know possibly aren't as strong yes. and people you know yeah. i think well when i started climbing the only way you, you, you there weren't walls when i started climbing yeah it, it wasn't an indoor sport the only way to and you couldn't you know going on a, a course was a pretty rare thing really so what you did was you went along to the local climbing club and you met up with a few blokes in in in, in hairy jumpers and uh, they they tell you a bit about climbing, and you you get taken out maybe if you were lucky, and literally shown the ropes, you know, and that, that was how you did it. But now you can go. You there are courses. It's much more accessible. And I think that's yeah. led to a bit of an explosion in rock climbing. Really, is that is that fair? Uh, I think yeah. I, I mean, I think I think the I think the uh, I think the climbing walls. You know, there's so many more climbing walls. Um, you know, with 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 the stat some like 40 new ones opened in the states a couple of years ago one of the stats i was reading recently yeah you know it's climbing walls are just very good they're very you know they're very um they're very uh you know it's a, it's a fun activity it's probably mm. more cerebral, cerebral than just going to the gym and lifting weights it's more sociable yeah um it, uh you know and, and i think it you know, it, does it lead to climbing outdoors? Does it matter? Um, 
you know, I, don't, I personally don't think so. And I, th I think the I think the other big change is is you know, like you say, there are courses and there's there's better guide books and there's better instruction books and uh, and I think I think it genuinely is accessible and it's accessible for a diverse range of people the outdoors mm. um although although saying that um and uh, don't laugh at me i went to buy some outdoor kit at the weekend because i thought i hadn't spent any money for quite some time uh, despite right. my, 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 my wallet um <clears throat> jesus jesus it's expensive isn't it <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it hasn't got any cheaper. In fact, well, uh, in fact, my friend Rob Rob from Alpkit phoned me up just before just before this call, and I nearly I nearly dropped in that uh, a, a new fleece wouldn't go amiss. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's um, I, I I mean, well, as we know, you don't need specialist kit. I mean, you know, good good kit will make you comfortable in a uh, in a Scottish winter. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you know, but 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 equally, you know, the weather forecasts are pretty good. Now I'll get into trouble with mountain rescue teams now, but weather forecasts <laughs> are pretty good. Uh, you know, there there is, you know, you don't you don't have to go to the summit of Everest every time you go out. You can just go for a walk along the canal. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't you don't need top end kit, and you certainly don't need to replace it when the new colorway comes in. No comment on my trainer collection. Um, <laughs> Did you but, think there's been a a change in the sort of information that people are seeking. I mean, uh, I suppose it's fair to say that there was when I first walked, you know, talking about getting over to the subject of sort of long distance footpaths, you know, there, there were, you know, when I first walked the Pennine Way, it only broke a few years and there was Wainwright's, I think it was Wainwright's guide we had. And uh, that had a few little sketch drawings in it. And that was basically the Bible of that walk, you know. But <clears throat> long distance footpaths, uh, you know, there's been an, a massive increase in them. And I think far more diverse people are are, are, are walking them. You know, when, when they, I think it's fair to say that when we walked the Pennine Way, it was really only being done by people who were fairly committed outdoor folk. Uh, now, uh, you know, we've got in, in Scotland, there's the, the Cape Roth Trail, there's uh there's all oh, there's all kinds of, i mean the glen Affric way there's you, you know you can't really step out the door in Inverness without falling over a long distance footpath so i was just do, do you think that's changed um you know obviously you produced uh, the, the guide to the west island way we'll talk about in a minute but as uh, that uh, is there quite a demand for those kind of things now i think well i i think without a doubt and I think the other thing is it's it's a cheap holiday in, and it's it's a very rewarding yeah. holiday. And, you know, I think the much maligned Instagram generation, oh, I want to get a photo, you know, and I think I think it is, you know, I think it is an achievement for anybody to to do a long distance footpath. I think it's a, I think it's a, you know, it's potentially a life changing. I mean, you, I mean, you bang on about the Panama Way endlessly, John. It's, I do, I, without remote, yeah, without almost, almost without ceaselessly i would say but come yeah. on again. yeah but 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 you know but it's because it's because if you do something like that it is it is i mean the, you know this is why i got into the outdoors because i just i just found visiting the lake district as a child was just so fulfilling and the, and and the and the fun i had on the hills you mm -hmm. know on you know on the sunday with my with my family would last me through a, a week at school and i think I think the bigger your adventure 
um, the, the bigger that high can be. And yeah. and I think long distance footpaths and trails, you know, you, you know the they're, they're just so fulfilling. And and there's you know there's so many superb uh, trails to do. I mean, the Pan Am Way is obviously you know a good two weeks of of, mm. uh, of adventure. Missing, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, but but you can, you know, you can do. I don't know. I, I did the Derwent Watershed last summer, which is just forty miles. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you don't need to do. Um, you know, you don't need to go out for two weeks. Uh, you know, the Kerry Way in Ireland's a lovely one, or the or the, the Round Anglesey one is a low level one, which is just, you know, the the view changes every two hundred meters. Um, but I think you know, and I think everybody should do one. I think I think it's a life, it's a life event. Uh, yeah, and it's, uh, I think the special thing about well, about most sort of long distance paths that are multi day trips is is that we very rarely in your life, uh, unless you set out to do it, very rarely do we travel any great distance on foot. You know, do we? We don't. We travel. Uh, but people say that the the you know the world has has shrunk because of you know, jet travel and uh, and cars and all that kind of thing. But actually, the world is just as big as it always was if you're just walking on your boots. And I think that's yeah. a that's a unique experience for these long distance walks. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I think I did some as a kid, and I remember doing doing a four four or five day trek in Alaska when I was about eighteen, and and I can vividly remember most of that trek. Don't ask yeah. me where it was. I can't quite remember where it was. <laughs> exactly <laughs> where it was. But you know, the day-to-day -day, um, you know, I, I think I think they're very, very rewarding. And I think back to your question about is it is 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 the world evolving? You know, there's certainly people want to run ultras. And you know, the the truth about an ultra marathon is there's very little running involved it's yeah yeah uh, it, it, it starts off as a shuffle and then and then <laughs> you just keep you keep shuffling until until eventually somebody tells you to stop um I, I think i'd have to build up to the shuffle to be honest but go on yeah yeah well i mean you, you know it's it's uh it, it, but you know that that's a reality you know so you know and i think you can you can save yourself the entry fee uh for an ultra and you know just just pick you know pick pick your long distance trail and you know i i know plenty of people that you know they 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 they'll walk the dales way or the pennine way or whatever over the course of years and every you know every year they'll have yes, three days do a bit of it yeah yeah, yeah 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 you know they'll have three days and two nights in the b and b and and they'll do a bit of the walk yeah. and it's a yeah. it's a social thing um yes that's right that's right so yeah, yeah, but I think I think it is changing, and I think the demand for these things, uh, you know, is is quite rightly there. And it, you know, it doesn't involve air travel. It doesn't necessarily involve buying a lot of new kit. Um, you know, it doesn't involve necessarily get, getting specialist kit. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't necessarily involve you know hotels and you know waking up in a hotel and working out what you're going to do and you know which yeah. expensive attraction you're going to visit that day. It's um, and you know, and you 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 become closer to the environment, and I think that's I yes. think the, the route, you know, the thing that you know, the thing that drives that motivates me after many years of going climbing <clears> and <throat> hill and running in the hills and whatever else, 
I do. The thing that will always get me out of bed to go is, even if I feel a bit injured or a bit tired or just can't be bothered or the weather's rubbish, is, well, I'll just go somewhere where I can just see some some nature or some environment. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll go to such and such a crag because I know there's, there'll be some stags there or or I'll go for yeah. a run around such and such because it'll go near the river and there'll be some different birds to look at. Um you know, and whether you notice that or not, it 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 has a it has a profound effect. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, I've been having a look at your, your the West Highland Way guide and map that you you, you sent me. And that's obviously breaks it down into sections and uh, gives you all sort of information about accommodation stuff. But one thing you're gonna have to explain to me because because uh, I'm a person of a certain um, uh, generation here, and I've I've just. Um, I finally had to capitulate from map and compass when my eyesight got so bad that I realized I couldn't read a map properly anymore. Um, so I now, I now do use GPX or, yeah, yeah, on my phone, you know? Uh, yeah. So you can, when you get the map, you're also, you can also download that onto your phone. How, how does that explain to me as if, as if you were talking to your, your grandmother, <laughs> how that works? Well, the, so the, the, the first thing, the first thing we we've got these series of guide maps and what what we what we did from you know from people in the company and you know doing a lot of these long distance trails the the problem we found was a guidebook would say start at point a and you walk to point b on day one now you might get to point b at lunchtime and then be twiddling your thumbs for eight mm -hmm. hours and then go to bed you, you know, you might think, well, I might just, I might, I could walk a bit further, but I can't quite get to point C. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so what we did with the guidebooks is, is, is just put all the places where you could reasonably have accommodation or you could have a rest stop or you could find food or you could find water. And then we, we, we worked out a, a, an algorithm um, that told you how, how fast you were going. And then you could work out based on based on your times for the first bits where you would reasonably get to at the end of every day if you see what i mean yeah yeah so the so the, the first point of the map was rather than it being a guidebook and it's it's like you know here's the west island way it'll take you six days and these are the places you get to at the end of the day it's like wow. here's the west island way this is how far it is this is the terrain profile and these are the these are the average speeds you will get if you're running it if you're running it as fast as you can if you're fast packing it if you're walking it or if you're doing it like like me and you might do it and taking in the sights and generally not stressing about it mm -hmm. so that was the first thing we did uh, in in terms of navigation you know the, the reality is you know you need to be able to look at a map you need to, you need to be able to look at a map you know the, the weather comes down or something changes yeah, or yeah. where you get to a bridge and the bridge is gone you know, you, you need you, you really do need those skills or you need to be in a position where you're learning those skills because, you know, anything, anything could happen. I did the last the last two days of the Penang Way coming south and that the shut the dam. And you, you know, you just have to work out what's the best way around this without adding 10 miles to my route. So you, you do need to be able to read a map. But I think GPX is it's just it's just a game changer really in terms of finding the direction so the, so the gpx track is is just basically a digital file that that draws a line on a on a map uh, mm -hmm. and that's you know so ju just as if as if you plug your sat nav in 
and you put a postcode in and, the, yeah, and yeah. the map will come up and it'll be a line. So so that's the that's the GPS. And it knows where I am on that line, does it? Well, no, the G, the, well, so the the G, the GPX file is 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 just a line. It's essentially then, a map with a line on it. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, in, in actual fact, it's just a line on 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 a, on a yeah on a digital map. And then you and then what I do with the GPX file. So I do two things when I'm navigating. Right. So the first thing I do is I put the GPX file onto my watch. So I upload it to the Sunto app, and then the, and then that drops it onto my watch. And then when I set off, I just press press track or whatever it is, and it and it tells me where I am, and it tells me where the line is, and it, right. and, it also, and it also beeps at me if I go fifteen meters from the line. So <laughs> so so basically, at, at any one point, I know if if I'm on on my route, uh, and then I can I can look at other other bits of data on you know which will tell me my speed and my altitude and all all the rest of it. But it'll just tell me. So it, you know if the mist comes down, mm -hmm. I can just I can sit, or or if it's nighttime, or or if, if the navigation is tricky, I can just sit, uh, you know, on on my GPX track uh, with my dot and just and just carry on, and it's enormously useful. Um, I also have. Uh, off offline map so that doesn't that so that gpx track that just requires a gps signal which is global so you don't need you know you don't need phone data for that right right i also have offline maps so if if i need to find this you know so the line is just a it's just a on my watch it's just a dot and a line there's no mapping information so right, right. if the gpx track is wrong which, which is a crucial thing so if the gpx track is wrong if you just downloaded it from the internet and I, there, there's one very 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 large um i won't name them uh hill walking uh website and it and it has route cards uh and maps and and the, the gpx tracks are just woefully um woefully scant and it'll just take you off cliffs and all sorts of things um so presuming the gpx track is correct uh which is which is crucial you won't go wrong but I also have offline maps so I can open my phone and, you know, and I won't get into the fact that you need to, you might need to think about having two phones and definitely a charger and definitely a waterproof pouch for your phone. And mm -hmm. definitely, definitely the ability to deal with your phone in a storm, because obviously I, I, you know, you can go out in harsh conditions and just try getting your iPhone out and using it. You, you're wasting your time. So, um, and the, but the offline maps are very handy because you can just open your phone up. You you can plug open your map up and it'll show you exactly where you are on the map. And yeah, you don't yeah. you don't need to sit and download download the maps on a you know when you find out you've got no signal and that's useful for escape routes or if you decide to have a diversion or something. So, and then yeah. the other the other thing is is I will always carry a paper map as well uh, and a compass. Because you just never know, um, but mainly some of that is 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 also to do with the fact I'll go out on my own quite a lot. So, and I just yeah, yeah. it's not the getting lost. I quite like getting lost. It's I find it quite <laughs> amusing. It's it's who finds me and what they've got to say to me that worries me. So I just like <laughs> to have I like yes, to have it a backup. Be a bit of wouldn't it? If you got yeah. Uh... yeah. No, I'm sure yeah, but in, in terms in terms of navigation, I, I think in in 2023, 
you know, really, and, and there'll be a lot of people that can quite happily shout me down and I'll, you know, I won't even be able to defend myself. Really, I think, I think uh, in knowing how to use GPS, uh, G- GPX tracks and have and having that track on a device so you can follow it is, you know, is, is, is the easiest way uh, particularly if you if you're covering terrain quickly if you you know if you're running or you're running mm. through the night or something like that you know you, you want to stay on track um yeah yeah i mean i have found i mean i have to say that uh you know the, the ability to pinpoint where you are exactly on a map with, with a with a you know a handheld device is it is invaluable it saves a lot of hassle yeah. i must admit yeah. uh, i've also found that uh uh, it's quite good in terms of, you know, sort of what I would, I suppose, describe as micro navigation when you've perhaps lost the track, but the track's only about 15 feet away and it'll get you back on. Whereas map and compass, you know, you'd have a difficulty navigating to that level. You know, if you're in bad visibility or something in the track, you can be yeah. 20 yards of the track and not see it, you know? Especially, I mean, I, mean, I, I did, uh, as mentioned earlier, I did the um, Durham watershed and, and round the back. Uh, you know, as a, a few hours in and round the back um, of the outer edges and the back of Bleaklo, it's it, it's well, the clues in the name. And I'd lost, I got lost. Oh, somebody, a bit. somebody wrote that, you know. Anyway, go on, sorry. <laughs> and uh, I, I got lost a bit, and and then I remember phoning my wife, phoned me, and and then uh, I said, oh no, we're all right. I've I've got back on the I've got back on the route. I'm back on the track. I'm I'm, I'm back on schedule. And I'm jogging along, and we had a quarter of an hour phone call as I was jogging along. Put the phone down. Realised I'd lost the path again. Oh <laughs> so, God. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but, but yeah. you think you, know, you you've just got a big blank bit of moorland. And you've got you've got a vague a vague trod across that moorland, and if you are ten meters to its left, you will not you see that. See trod. That's right. That's right. Uh, a particularly uh, yeah. obnoxious area, I have to say, in terms yeah. of navigation. Um, so you know, well, um, so you, where do you see things going? What do you think is going to be the next the next big step in the outdoors? What's happening now? Do you think, or is that putting you in the spot too much? Well, no, I think. I mean, what what we're doing as a, as a company, and I, I don't, and I don't think, I don't, I'm not saying this is the next big step, but what we're doing as a company is we are we we're looking at guide. Well, so we're looking at guidebooks that that will cater for everybody. So rather than it being here's a guidebook to the Panama Way, is we will do a guidebook and say here's here's a guidebook to. Um, you know, 50 square meters of the Pennines, or here's a guy, but to Kinder or something. Right. Um, and you can go for, you You know, you can go for a walk, you can run around the whole thing. It'll take you 10 hours or whatever, yeah. walk around it. You know, you can race up to the, the trig point. But we've also said, well, if, if you know, if you are, um, you, you know, if, if you, you know, I, I always like that expression, disabled, not unable. So if if you know we 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 put in content in our guides that means that the outdoors and being immersed in nature and you know and immersed in the wilderness I'll use the word inverted commas can be accessible for everybody even if you're on a mobility scooter or, you know because you know so so whether that's a trend I don't know but I think I think everybody and COVID showed us this everybody can get something from the outdoors yeah but not not everybody is a you know, as a twenty-five-year-old um, fell runner, um, no, you know, no, far from it these days. You know, with, with you know, with, with with access to 
you know unlimited amounts of money to buy to buy you know the latest ultralight kit um you know so i think i think it is good you know you know here's kinder but also you know here's here's the tarmac path that goes to the end of the village if you follow the tarmac path you will be able to see you know you'll be able to see the hills and the heather and you might see some grouse and you might see some hares or or you know or whatever or if you look in the stream you might see a trout uh, you know so it's not a trend but i think it's recognizing that everybody can get something out of the great outdoors in in terms of trends i, I mean like i said earlier um you know the you know the diversity is 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 you know it's 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 not beardy men anymore um in it's fact done, I think, I think there's, no, no. there's so far in the rear view mirror that that i think people you know, for the likes of our generation, John, talking about it, people are people are wondering who, who these people well, are. What are we actually talking about? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I well, yeah. I, I guess I'm I'm one sort of bit. I haven't quite got a beard at the moment, but uh, so I'll be taking your uh, West Highland. We are, now I've got the West Highland Way map. I think I'm kind of committed to doing it. So uh, thanks very much Good. for that, and thanks for talking to me. And uh, I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll if I'm ever seen again. I might even uh, do some podcasts uh, along the, the, the West Highland Way, and we'll see how that goes. Thanks very much for talking to me, John. It was very great listening to you. Excellent. Thanks for having me on the show.